We are continuing to deal with the I am's of Jesus Christ. In particular, I am the bread of life. We will most likely do one or two more sharings in this before we move forward. And it's my plan to cover the I am set forth in the book of John. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the light. I am come that you may have life. I plan to take these one by one and through the Spirit of God or inspiration of the Spirit of God, share them with you as you come and participate in the sharings. And I pray that it's an edification to your heart that you really begin to see the I am's of Jesus Christ, who he is. In particular, in your relationship with the Lord, I want us to hear this. In our relationship with the Lord, these I am's should be within us. And what I mean by that is, is for some time we looked at the church, which is his body, his body. Well, these I am's are who he is. So if the church is his body, this I am the bread should be relevant to the body of Jesus Christ. We should, we should get a hold of that. He's the bread of life. We're the body of Christ. And, and the Apostle Paul writes in one place, we be and many are one bread. And, and that'll be one of the sharings. We be and many are one bread, not for today, but, but I'll just set it forth before you. In John 6, back in John 6, Jesus said to them that verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. So this bread gives life. And this bread gives heavenly life. This bread is from heaven. Get a hold of this, where it, where it originates from. The bread of life is he that came down from heaven to give life to the world. So we know that is Jesus, that Jesus came down from heaven. He said, I am come forth from the Father and come into the world again. I leave the world and go into the Father. So we know he came out of heaven into the earth to give life. And so it's this bread that you and I come and gather and eat to experience his life. That's what we're doing. This life he gives is not just a continual natural existence of us. It's his life in us. It's eternal. It's eternal but it's his life in us and us eternal in his life. Hallelujah to the lamb of God. Hallelujah to the lamb of God. 
That's what this is. His life in us. And us in his life. And Jesus says in John 6, 47, just recapping, catching us back up into this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. I am that bread of life, of everlasting life. I am the bread, he's saying, of that life. Your fathers did eat man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which come down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat my flesh, or eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So except you eat his flesh and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So here we go. He, this bread is the bread from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. It's living bread. And if I eat it, he says, I'm going to live forever. So we, we should be of a mind to go gather and get this bread. That's what we should be a mind of. If we heard this, if we heard this by the Spirit of God, I guarantee you we would go running. We would go running to eat this bread. A man eats this bread he shall never die. He shall never die. Jesus says that more than one place. And, and we have to ask ourselves, is he talking about our natural bodies? I don't think so. That's me personally. You have to search that out for yourself. But we come and eat this bread that we would have his life in us. And his life will begin to fill us that we know what his life is. And we live out of his life. That's why we come and eat this bread. You know, in type and shadow, the children of Israel, when they were in the way to Canaan, God gave them manna, the Bible says, from heaven. And Jesus says, that's not the true manna. That's not the true bread from heaven. Because that bread just is sustained their natural existence. And they were to go out and pick it up and gather it every day. Every day they were to eat that very bread. And Jesus said in Matthew 6, as he taught them to pray, he said to them, pray this way, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, what, this day, our daily bread. So give us this bread from heaven. Give us this bread, this day, this day, this day of the Lord. 
this day that we've come into in Christ, let us gather up this bread from heaven and eat. Because God has supplied bread. Jesus Jesus said, I was going to say Jesus said, it's written in John 6, and really it's all Jesus' word. It's all God's word. It says, of his fullness we have received and grace for grace. So we have before us the fullness of God in Christ. To eat, to understand, to, to, to fill our hearts with and and he and he goes on what we were reading in John six back in John six fifty four. He says, "Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has has eternal life." Not going to get it, has it, because I'm eating the bread of life. I'm eating the bread of life, so I have in me eternal life because that's what I'm eating. I'm eating eternal life, the bread of life. And drink of my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. See, this is the key. If I eat of him, if I eat of him, I'm going to live by him. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You eat of me, you're going to live by me. You eat of me, you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you're going to dwell in me, and I'm going to dwell in you. I'm going to dwell in you. Why? Because he's the living bread that came down from heaven. Now, <laughs> to, to um, slice this out or to break this off, what does this mean? John 1. John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 14. The word was made flesh, and we beheld his glory. So he's the living word of God. And we're eating the living word of God by the Spirit, eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And we're dwelling in him, and he's dwelling in us, glory to the Lamb of God. Now, to me, this is salvation. This is great salvation. Greater than much I was told as a younger man, Christ dwelling in me of his fullness, that I could partake of him, that I could receive of him, that I could understand him hallelujah to the lamb of god now now i want to point 
something out here in the scripture on bread, but it's another bread. It's another bread. And I want to distinguish between the bread, the bread of life. I've taken some time just to bring this back into your thought, the bread of life, that we eat this bread of heaven and we dwell in this bread. We dwell in what this bread says. And we're eating the word of God by the spirit of God. It's what we're doing. We're understanding Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, both in the book of John, when multiple books of John, he's called, I believe, the word. And then in the book of Revelation, his name is called the word of God. So we're eating the word of God by the spirit of God. That's what we're doing. But I want us to go to Matthew 16. Matthew 16 and 5. And it says, And the disciples came to the other side and forgot to take bread. And Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, We took no bread. And Jesus, perceiving it, said, O ye of little faith, why reason you among yourselves? Because you have no bread. Do you not perceive, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets you took up? neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? How is it that you do not perceive that I spake not to you concerning bread, but beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then understood they that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. You can search out history a little bit, the history of the Jews, and you can find the belief systems of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, and I'm not an expert in it, but, uh, but I'm going to just share for a moment on a little bit of the history, and then we're going to get back into the Word of God. But the Pharisee was a strict law giver. If I understand it right, they added their own traditions. Not only were they teaching the law of Moses, they added many of their own traditions to the law. And they believed pretty much that whole council of the law. The Sadducees, they had a different belief. They were also law believers. And again, I, if I understand correctly, they believed the Torah, the, the books of Moses, but they didn't completely or, or adhere to the prophets. Uh, it was said of them that they didn't believe of the resurrection. I believe actually in the scripture it tells us that. 
So here you have these two sects of people that the Jewish people are under. And Jesus t is telling his disciples to beware their bread, their word. Beware it. And in another place, he says, it said a little leaven leavens a whole lot. Why is this important to me and you? Why, why is this important? One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Colossians 2. Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to read this to you. And share with you why it's important. Apostle Paul writes to the Colossians, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. This is 2.6. You've received Christ Jesus the Lord. Walk you in him, rooted and built up in him, established in your faith, even as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And he says to take heed lest in there shall be anyone that makes full of you through his philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now, does this sound like what Jesus said? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Paul saying, take heed that you be not spoiled through philosophy. That word philosophy there is Jewish sophistry or sophistry. Probably pronouncing it incorrect both times, but it's a particular type of philosophy that the Jews got caught up in. And I believe in that philosophy, they didn't believe in the blood sacrifice. They didn't believe the rituals of the Jews in the law were necessary, the, the offerings of blood. And so, so, they, so their philosophy was kind of, you know, we're all good. God didn't need to offer blood. And Paul says, you take heed of these people. You take heed of this philosophy. You take heed. And Jesus says, beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Beware that word. Now, come on down through here. Verse 9 of Colossians 2. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And in him you are made full. The King James says, in him you are, it actually says, you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Yet him you were also circumcised with the circumcision not made with hands and putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, wherein you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Here in him, 
is your completion. Now to begin to bring the distinction of the word of the Pharisees, the word of, of a lot of teaching that's in the earth, is you're not complete. You're not complete. As a, I'm going to refer back to a young man again. As a young man, as a young minister, I thought it was my job to get everybody to come to the altar and confess their sins, to make them feel like they're a sinner again and again and again. I thought that was my job. So I did it over and over again. But Apostle Paul says in Colossians 1, he says that he was made a minister to show every man perfect in Christ. Or to present how he said, verse chapter one, verse 20 says, whom we proclaim, speaking of Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory, admonishing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Not to show every man a sinner, not to show every man incomplete, but to show that through the work of Jesus Christ, you have been perfected, completed, made whole. Here's the distinction between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the word from heaven. The Pharisees and the Sadducees would still show you incomplete, would put you under rules and bondages, bring you back under the the rule of the mosaic law and 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 again if you if you listen to 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 me very much you'll know i believe the law was the word of god i believe that wholeheartedly that that was god's word and god's covenant that came to israel and it come to israel to show them the way to declare the way but the way had to come and the way was jesus himself he says i am the way no man could come to the Father but by me, by keeping the Jewish law, I couldn't come to God. God was veiled away in their midst. He was in their midst, but he was veiled away. They couldn't enter in there. So, so here we have Jesus on the scene, and Jesus is the word of life. Now, this word that was here before, it only showed the people that were under it, the, the law of Moses, that they were not righteous. Romans 3 says, none are righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if I keep you coming back to the law, I'm going to keep bringing you back to shortcomings. I'm going to keep bringing you back to imperfection. That's, that's what, I, what I do. I keep showing you you and in yourself 
by yourself, you can never get perfect. And see, see in, in some of the ideas that I had at my heart was that somehow I'm going to learn to live for God. I'm going to learn to live right. And, and I believe I meant it. I wanted to live right. But the secret is Jesus says, you eat my flesh, you drink my blood. I live in you and you live in me. Now, now get a hold of that. If, if I eat his flesh and drink his blood and I live in him and he lives in me, would that not be living right? Would that not be living right? And I'm not bound up with all these laws that I have to keep. I have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. I have to come into relationship with him. I have to receive everything he's done. That's what I do. And, and the Pharisees were a people, ruler of the Jews. That's what John 3 said. There was a man of the Pharisees, John 3, 1, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, in this setting, he sets it's set forth that Nicodemus is a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews. Now, John in Matthew 3, John the Baptist, when John saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come into the place of baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers who warn you to flee from the wrath to come. So he calls them a brood of vipers. Why? Because their word was poison. Their word was keeping them away from Christ. Their word, and you could even say that today, the, 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 the words can keep people away from, from the fullness of God in Christ. They can tell you it's for another time, it's for another day, it's for another hour. Okay? Well, in this time, they were keeping men from entering into the kingdom of God. Jesus, Jesus actually said that to them in, in Matthew 23, 13. He says, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You shut the door. You neither go in yourselves, neither do you suffer ye them that are entering to go in. You don't allow those to go in. See, that word of the Pharisee will keep you out of the kingdom of God. And I believe those that have received his word, this word of the Pharisee can keep us from hearing, understanding the life of God that we currently have the abundance of life that's in us right now, because it'll tell you it's for another day that you don't have it right now. You're waiting on it. That's what it'll tell you. 
But Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, I dwell in you right now. And you dwell in me. See, we eat his flesh, speak of Christ, and we drink his blood, and we're in him right now. As I've said, the word of the Pharisees is poison, just as it's written in Romans, it's said by John, a brood of vipers, their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. The venom of vipers is on their lips, Romans 3.13. Uh, so so we, we see that the word can be poison to us. And what that word will do is keep us out of our union and relationship with Christ, of what God has done in Christ with us. That's what that word will do. And that Pharisee ideology that was in the in, in the Jews, I know, I know we're, we're not dealing with literal Pharisees today, but we deal with the ideology where the ideas of man keep us out of the things of God. That's what they do. They keep us out of the things of God. They shut the door to the kingdom of God. Paul says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We, we have the Holy Ghost right now. So the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit that we have. Glory to God. So, so we can walk in all of the kingdom dominion as we see the king, as we eat his flesh and drink his blood, as we understand the fullness of what God has done in Christ, as we see that we've been redeemed, we are redeemed unto the Lord. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God delights to give us the kingdom. It's his desire. See, see, think of this, and, and, I, and I believe many of us has probably had this, where, we're, where we kind of think that we have to convince God to do for us. Think of this one scripture in, in the book of John, where it says, as he is, so are we in this present world. And then Jesus said of, uh, of him and his relationship with his father, he said, he always hears me. He always hears me. I always do that. That pleases my father. So think in this relationship that, that Jesus declared that, that, the, the, that we have with the father. In the book of John, he says, you, you, you can pray the father. You can come in confidence because you're coming in through the Lord Jesus Christ. You're coming through everything Jesus had completed. That's, that's how we come to the Father, so, so we can come in assurance that we are made pure, that we are holy, that God hears us because we are children of God. We are maturing, becoming sons of God. 
and that word son deals with maturity. But but that's that's what we we have this confidence in the Lord. We we're confident He hears us, and we hear the word saying to us that it's His desire to give us the kingdom. It's His desire. So we're coming to a God that desires to bestow upon us all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. And Paul, Paul says that, that we have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, so that's what we've come to. And see, see, beware a word that would tell you it's not for you. And beware a word that would set up men to rule over you. See, see, that was the other thing about the Pharisees. If you consider just for a moment the apostle Paul, he was known as Saul of Tarsus. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, he said. He was a ruler of the Jews. And what he did as a ruler was he went out and persecuted Christians. He wanted to beat them in subjection to his ideology. And they did that physically. They did that physically. So we, we, we should know the story where they stoned Stephen to death and Saul was standing there holding the garments of them that were stoning Stephen. And then, of course, his conversion on, on the road to Damascus and how he was converted of the Lord. And the Lord said, why do you persecute me in, in his, his dealing with Christians? Anyway, the Pharisee idea was to keep people under their rule. They were the rulers. That's what John says, the rulers of the Jews. And a lot of uh, religion will keep you under its rule. It, it's, it's not like James says, the, the wisdom that is above. James 3.17 says, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, then, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits, without variance, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace for them that make peace. So God peacefully, peacefully fills us with Christ, fills us with wisdom. It's easily entreated. And, and as we see this as leaders, as ministers, as we hear and see Christ, see, see like Paul, I, I, I want to espouse you to nothing but him. I don't want to espouse you to me. I want to espouse you to Christ. I want to, you to enjoy the benefits of being a Christian. I want you to enjoy what it is to dwell in Christ. I don't want to bring you under any bondage at all. I want to free you from it. I want his freedom to flow in us, that we're free. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Stand fast in the liberty. We're free to dwell in him. We, we, we don't have to toil we don't have to spin you know jesus said consider the lilies of the field they did but they don't spin or toil they're not 
trying to be lilies. They are lilies. We don't have to try to be sons of God. We, if we've been born of Christ, we, we eat his flesh and drink his blood and grow up into what he is in this great, glorious relationship. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And if we drink any deadly thing, if we drink any deadly thing, if we drink the poison of the asp, asp that is under their lips, it shall not harm us. Because we eat his flesh and we drink his blood. I remember just briefly when I began to hear and see the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he began to be revealed in my heart. You know, I, I've been born again for, for some time. But I was eating a lot of religious ideas. And in the beginning stages of, of beginning to really see the Lord by the Spirit, I was still partaking of the other. And yet that word was, was having less and less, and I, and I guess really, according to Jesus' word, no effect. Because you, you drink the poison of religion, of the religious system, it will not hurt you. Because he's going to bring you into the fullness of himself. And that's what we've received. Of his fullness, we've received in grace for grace. And I pray this is a real blessing and, and that we really get in daily. And the last thing I'll say to you is, is you look at, at this word and consider this word. The apostles were breaking bread, it says in the book of Acts, from house to house daily. Daily. And Deuteronomy, it speaks of, of, of daily, daily looking at the word. You, you know, of course, that was the Old Testament law. But give us this bread daily, which all this is speaking of Christ. And the apostles were daily gathering together, daily looking toward the Lord, looking at this new day, looking at this reality. So I admonish us to daily, daily look to him who is our life. Glory to God. Bless you all in Jesus' name.